Hello, welcome back to another episode of Censored News. Thanks for joining us once again on this beautiful, tonight's actually a Friday night. We had to switch it up this week. So if you were on there at 10 p.m. on Thursday night, Central Standard Time, we apologize that this is a day late. <laughs> uh, but you know how we like to start every episode? It is uh, Censored News. It is what we go by. It is what are we about? We are to... We are here to educate, equip, and mobilize we the people. Sorry, it's been a weird day today, guys. Kind of scattered raid. Uh, <laughs> but we're jumping right into it. We're going to shoot it over to Joe. Like I said, I'm Trey, the co-host. We got Joe, our other co-host, coming right up with rapid news. Like you know, he goes through every week, sifts through to find the most censored news, kind of the most important stuff that people need to know about and that the media is trying to maybe censoring stuff down a bit. So let's take it away, Joe. Uh, what do we got on the table tonight? Yeah, here we go. Welcome back, everyone. Starting this evening, President Joe Biden on Thursday is expected to use his budget proposal to score political points with his base rather than seriously engage in negotiations with the Republicans about government finances. The House Republicans have called for significant cuts to federal spending in exchange for lifting or suspending the debt ceiling. Senator Joe Manchin, the Democrat, has criticized his party for refusing to cooperate with Republicans on reasonable and responsible budget cuts. Senator Joe Manchin now is acute, has accused the Biden administration for trying to reconfigure the Inflation Reduction Act to something that wasn't in that legislation and said that the administration is not adhering to the piece of legislation called the Inflation Reduction Act. They have touted that as strictly an environmental bill when it is not. The intelligence community on Wednesday withheld access to information about President Biden's classified document scandal from the bipartisan lawmakers, raising fears the intelligence community is resisting congressional oversight. During a Senate intelligence hearing, Senator Mark Warner, a Democrat from Virginia, and Senator Marco Rubio, the Republican from Florida, questioned the heads of several intelligence agencies about why they continue to block congressional access to classified documents recovered from locations connected to the Biden family. President Joe Biden's administration has again honored a biological man with an International Women of Court Courage Award on Wednesday as part of the White House's Women History Month celebration. Alba Ruda is a man who identifies as a woman and is one of 11 extraordinary women, according to the Biden administration. The Chinese Communist Party deliberately destroyed evidence of the coronavirus stemming from a lab in Wuhan, Senator Tom Cotton has said on Thursday that there is still no smoking gun to prove it. Republicans push the lab leak theory on the COVID origins, but lack, quote, the smoking gun. A March New York Times heading has stated the asserts that the first hearing of the House Select Subcommittee on the coronavirus pandemic, which took place this week, Produce no evidence, but plenty of political theater. Your taxes are going up as President Joe Biden on Thursday proposed raising the corporate tax rate from 21% to 28%. 
a scheme that will heavily burden both large and small businesses. While the term corporation is widely used to to depict large companies such as Microsoft, Walmart, and McDonald's, C-corporations are both small and large businesses. The most prevalent of corporations, individual shareholders of C-corporations already have profits taxed both on corporate and personal level. This would be double taxing. New York Governor Kathy Hochelle and State Attorney General Letitia James have written a letter to several retail pharmacy chains on Thursday asking their chief executive officers to commit to dispensing abortion pills in-store and by mail. The pro-abortion Democrats asked the CEOs of Walgreens, Rite Aid, and CVS Health to respond to the letter within 10 days, answering whether the pharmacy chains will commit to dispensing malpristone, the first drug used in a two-drug medication abortion regime, in-store and via mail with a doctor's prescription. In the state of New York, they are also are urging the chains to ignore legal threats from the Republican attorneys generals who do not want pharmacies dispensing abortion pills in their states. TikTok has recently hired a Biden-connected consulting firm as the Chinese social media app is facing increased scrutiny from lawmakers. TikTok has recently hired SKDK, the consulting firm with deep ties to President Joe Biden, is said to be providing communication support to the company. The consulting firm, known for being well-connected within the Democratic circles, has worked with the Biden's 2020 presidential campaign, even promoting it on its own website. They as well have hired many former employees in senior and mid-level roles in the administration. That includes Anti Dunn, one of the firm's founding partners who has been in and out of the White House after working on the 2020 campaign. Well, everyone, that wraps up rapid news. Coming up next, Trey, after this break. Hello, welcome back. Thanks, Joe. Uh, And we're going to get back with Joe here in just a few minutes and kind of expand on some of those topics. Uh, So let's jump right into jump right into this tonight. This has been a huge week for January 6th truth and China virus truth. Um, Look at this. Congressional researchers working on the House Coronavirus Pandemic Select Committee claim that there is evidence to suggest that Dr. Anthony Fauci promoted the drafting of a paper to disprove the theory that the COVID-19 virus originated from a lab in Wuhan, China. The same lab, might I remind you, that was having gain-of-function research, might I remind you, with U.S. backing, might I remind you, coming from Fauci. So it sounds a lot like Fauci was trying to cover his tracks, right? Um, They wrote, the evidence available to the select subcommittee suggests that Dr. Anthony Fauci prompted Dr. Christian Anderson, Professor Scripps' research to write proximal origin and that the goal was to disprove any lab leak theory. The paper 
in question, The Proximal Origin of SARS-CoV-2, was published in the academic journal Nature Medicine in March of 2020, one month after Dr. Fauci was informed that the original strand of COVID-19 may have looped, uh, leaked from the Wuhan Institute of Vi Virology, a lab that his agency has been accused of funding to perform gain-of-function research, right? We just said that. Um, Fauci has very, very fervently denied his agency funded the research when confronted with the allegations, uh, when confronted with the receipts, when confronted with the evidence. He still lies. We caught him lying under oath, right? Uh, Rand, uh, Senator Rand Paul got that out of him. Um, so let me ask you this. When will Fauci be arrested? He's lied about every single thing pertaining to the China virus. Guess about, think about it. Lied about vaccines, lied about natural immunity, lied about its origins, lied about gain of function, lied about how federal money was spent, lied about how he was in uh, making money, getting rich off of big pharma, rich off of this research during the pandemic. So when's he going to be held accountable? What he did, he committed crimes against humanity. It, 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 there's no other way to say it. He committed crimes against humanity. What he did, his research was there, and we believe that's that that's that's where this virus came from. Gain of function research in the Wuhan Institute, Wuhan Institute that he funded. So moving on, we mentioned January six. Uh, President Joe Biden likes to warn us about a rising tide of acracity worldwide, but the greatest danger. To democracy lately is coming from Biden, his admin, the left, uh, all these people who claim to defend it, right? You hear about democracy a lot on CNN, and it seems like they're the ones, they're the greatest danger, right? The latest example of that was the response to the response of Democrats and journalists to Tucker Carlson's release of the new footage of the Capitol, quote unquote, insurrection. We all know it wasn't of January 6th. They demanded the video be censored and that, uh, and that Fox News owner Murdoch pull Carlson off the air. Chuck Schumer, right, the Senate Majority Leader, one of the most powerful people in the U.S. government, stood up in Congress on Tuesday and said, Mr. Carlson is going to come back tonight with another segment. Fox News should tell him not to. Then he went on and said this, uh, tell Carlson not to run a second segment of lies. Later that day, he called Murdoch out and said, Murdoch has a special obligation to stop Tucker Carlson from going on tonight and letting him go on and again and again because our democracy depends on it. Isn't that weird that our democracy depends on uh, not our rights, not, not the will of the people, not on our voting system? No, our democracy lies on keeping the guy keeping these shut up keeping the people the dissenting group shut up right censoring us that don't fall in line with left-wing radical ideology if we don't agree with chuck schumer if we don't agree with biden we should be censored that's what he's saying he's saying if you don't believe us if you can't run with our narrative if you even think of questioning us we should censor you Right. Schumer's demand. I mean, it was a direct attack on the First Amendment of the U.S. Constitution, which not only guards freedom of press, but specifically restrains Congress itself from interfering with it. Congress shall make no law abridging the freedom of speech or of the press. Remember, we go over education and we talked about the Constitution. This is why you need to know the Constitution, because if you knew the Constitution, you would know that Schumer 
violated the Constitution and arguably his oath to defend it, right? And he had the audacity to declare that he was doing so to defend our democracy when, in fact, he was attacking our democracy. He was attacking our speech, our free speech. He was attacking freedom of press. He was attacking right, our Constitution, the framework, the forefathers, uh, our founding fathers laid out for us, right? They're violating that, right? They're violating our rights. That's what he's doing. Uh, and not to be outdone, let's move on to another example. Democrats on the select, submitted, uh, the select subcommittee on the weaponization of the federal government used a hearing yesterday to attack freedom of the press, to defend censor censorship on social media, and to attack journalists who worked on the Twitter files. The party line seems to be as follows. There is no government censorship because Twitter is a private company. But to the extent that there is censorship, we need more of it. Right? That's what the Democrats apparently believe, right? Colin Allred from Texas, a uh, Democrat, he seemed stunned when Talibi informed him that hate speech is protected by the First Amendment and that free speech includes the right to be wrong. Talibi himself was wrong. Uh, when he celebrated the death of Andrew Breitbart in 2012 with the cool kids over there at Rolling Stone, I'm sure he'd reconsider that view today. He, like Andrew, has learned much of what the left really cares about, how much they really care, right, about democracy, right? Uh, there's a distinction between liberty and democracy. The former refers to the freedom of the individual. The latter is just majority rule, which... You know, as we found out the hard way, can destroy liberty if unrestrained. But the form of democracy we embrace in our constitutional republic is one in which the majority rule is tempered by a Bill of Rights. What Schumer demanded was a more direct assault on democracy than the quote-unquote capital riot. Schumer, right? Schumer is, is the problem here. Schumer is the guy attacking. They gaslight us. They gaslight us. They gaslight us about Trump. They gaslight us about our friends, our families, Conserv fellow conservatives. They gaslight us. They make us think that we're in the wrong. They make us think that we're some that we're radical for the things we believe. No, we've never been radical. We've believed the same thing over and over for years, for decades. It's these people. It's the left always changing, right? 15 years ago, all of them believed in you know uh marriage being a between a man and a woman right fast forward five years okay you know now it's gay marriage fast forward another five years uh it, fast forward another five years and then look where we're at now there's no gender you can be whatever you want we should be mutilating children right children five years old six years old oh they didn't do that no actually they did do that look in chicago look in seattle they do that um, they believe children should mutilate themselves. If, if a girl thinks she's a boy, she should be able to mutilate herself. If a boy thinks he's a girl, he should be able to mutilate. Look at just how far we go, right? They change and they just keep getting worse and worse. But I said all that to say this, you know, they claim to de be defending democracy, but they're doing the opposite, right? They're doing the exact opposite. They are destroying our democracy. They are slowly chipping away at this country. We talk about it every week, what Joe Biden's doing to the economy, what he's doing 
overseas with our foreign allies, what he's do, what, how we look to the rest of the world, what he's doing to our military, totally depleting our military, right? Joe just said it, and uh, Joe just said it. Taxes are going up. He's raising corporate taxes, our small business taxes, 28%. 28%. Do you know what that's going to do to all the mom and pop shops across the country? Walmart, Target, Sam's Club, Costco, all these big, big names, these big corporations, they can take it. They can take another 7%. But the mom and pop shops across America, all these restaurants, boutiques, stores, corner stores, grocery stores, these mom and pop businesses all the way across the country, millions of them right? A lot of them can't survive a 7% increase in their business taxes. They can't survive that. And that's what this is all about. It's about destroying the middle class. It's about destroying this country. They're destroying it on several fronts. This is just one way that they're attacking, right? They're attacking us. It's crazy. It's crazy. And we're going to get into this more. There's uh, Joe has ton of things that that we need to that he talked about and that we're going to talk about here in a minute and it just shows you over and over we say it every week i feel like you know we say it every week because we do but they are slowly destroying this country and it's sad that every single episode we have 10 more 10 more examples to show you you know about what's going on you know how we're being affected negatively right so uh, I'm going to wrap it up right there. We're going to go to a quick break. When we come back, Joe is going to take us away. Uh, I actually want to start off. I want to hear Joe, uh, here. We're going to get Joe's perspective on January 6th on what Schumer was saying, attack to democracy, uh, the censorship, uh, in his call for Fox news to, to shut it down. Uh, so we're going to get that from Joe, right? When we come back from this break. And welcome back. First off, I would say this. Uh, Chucky, old boy, you don't have the right to tell someone what's disinformation after mm -hmm. every all the lies that you've been telling us, you know? Yep. Like, you have zero credibility. Second of all, uh, Tucker has run one um, one evening, one or two evenings. I think he's taunted... Um, January 6th, but he's only run one evening with January 6th. Is that correct? No, it's been every night. He's run week. every night, but where he's been showing videos? Yeah. Okay. So for him to say, hey, you need to stop and end this, well, hey, look, buddy, we got 41,000 hours. Uh, let's run this sucker right until uh, November 13th of 2024, you know? Yep. Like, plenty of time. Like, yeah, we got plenty of time. Like, keep this thing going. The people need to know. They need to know every tiny little detail. Mm -hmm. And we even touched on it the last couple episodes of, hey, uh, Tucker, don't be leaving anything out. Like, don't uh, – uh, I don't know if this was given exclusively to Tucker or if it was given to Fox News. Um, but don't leave anything out and, and keep running it. Yeah. One of the biggest things with getting the people um, – like keeping the people hyped up to make a change is keeping information current. Yes. Keeping people informed about it. And a lot of times people say, oh, Donald Trump, you just talk about the same old thing. And I will say this to um, uh, <laughs> all you Ben Shapiro uh, friends <laughs> is that 
Ben Shapiro thinks that 2020 election was a fully honest election. I'm not going to get in the weeds on this, but I just want to make a point. Ben Shapiro thinks that the 2020 election was a full legitimate reason. And one of his key reasons that he thinks it was all legitimate and no rigging was that the people are tired of hearing Trump say the same thing over and over and over again. He says they're tired of him just coming out and saying, blah, 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 this is what we're going to do. And instead, they said, hey, I'll vote for an old kooky guy that comes out of the basement every every uh, you know eight days and says a couple words. I'll vote for him over Trump. Well, Ben, sorry, but it just kind of sounds like an excuse because yeah. Trump is very strategic in telling the people the same thing over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. And then he always throws in a new little thing. Yeah. If you guys follow Trump on True Social, you'll see he does a lot of retweets, but just new uh, repeat information of things he's said, yeah. you know, of people that are bad, things like that. But then he'll have a week where he just throws in something and the media is all mm-hmm. over him like nutsos. And then he retweets that for a little bit, gets yeah. it into the flows. Because what is it? It takes like, what, two dozen times of seeing something or 21 times of seeing something for you to really get it? Yeah, yeah. I don't know what 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 the exact thing is. But I'll tell you this, with Mike Lindell and Trump talking about 2020 election being rigged, Mm -hmm. well, the American people know that the election was rigged, you Mm -hmm. know, like, because he keeps talking about it. So this whole thing with January 6th, you need to run the heck out of it. Stuff Mm -hmm. needs to be shared. Um you know, run, run to, you know, Tucker, when you ran your first segment, rerun your, your same segment in another five weeks, you know, like keep the people up on it. And there's a saying, but it says this is, um, uh, well, you can use it for different things, but it'll be like, Hey, tell me you're gay without telling me you're gay. And it'll be like, whatever the thing is, that's the same thing with, uh, Chuck Schumer is, Hey, tell me you're not involved with the January 6th cover-up without telling me you're involved with the January 6th cover-up. Yeah. You know? It's this <laughs> yeah. whole thing. It's just like you're you're right there, Chuck. You know they're getting, you know they're getting close. You know they're yeah. getting really close. Anthony Fauci knows they're mm-hmm. getting really close. That's why yep. he announced he's retiring. Yep. Nancy Pelosi is on her way out because she knows mm-hmm. they're getting really close. Yeah. You know, all these things. Um, we just had um, oh Trey, help me. We just had the the defense uh attorney for who was it just just quit oh it was like two weeks ago in the episode anyways they just quit because uh they knew they couldn't they couldn't defend them anymore i think it was hunter's lawyer i I think think a couple of hunter lawyers quit yeah attorneys yeah yeah and they just know people are getting close people are getting really close and even (laughs) cnn though cnn said today they had maggie haberman on And she said what they're doing in New York to Trump is they're basically trying to get a misdemeanor bumped up to a felony so they can crack, so they can indict Trump. And CNN said that's the stupidest thing they could do. All they're going to do is rally his base and he's going to become more strong because they see through it. He go and then CNN, I can't believe they said it, but they're like, why has it come to this? Why are we trying to get a, why are they trying to get a a, a misdemeanor up to a felony? Because they don't have anything else on them, you know? So that's how you know we're getting close. We're right over the money. You know, we're on the cusp of something. This is how, and this is what's going to happen. You thought it was bad before. They're going to ramp it up. They're going to ramp up their attacks. They're going to ramp up on their arrests. They're going to ramp up on their bogus 
crackdowns of us, right? They're going to try and take away our constitutional rights because they know they're losing power. And it is more evident than ever that every the tides are starting to turn. Watched another video today of this dude. Super gay dude. Super gay dude. Uh, you know, kind of checks out all, all your boxes of diversity, super gay, flam, you know, real, real flamboyant was wearing, I think he was wearing leggings and a woman's shirt, uh, you know, and super gay, typical woke, right? He, he, someone interviewed him and they said Trump or Biden. And he goes, I voted for Biden. He goes, 2024, I'm voting for Trump. He said, he said, I want to apologize to everybody. Everybody. I voted for Biden. I thought Trump was a racist. I thought Trump hated the gays. I thought Trump this, Trump that. Turns out he was right about everything. And then it just played more over and over again. Liberal after. And they're not those people where you can tell it's not staged because it's like these legit people that you know. You take one look at them. You're like, those are you, – you just – you know what I mean? And you just know everything about them. You know they voted for Biden. You know they're – Super oh yeah, low. and people that don't have massive followings, and they're just yeah. posting, you know, to their three hundred friends, and they're like, yeah. you know what, I'm doing this. Yeah, and they got mm-hmm. them just a reel over and over again. So people are waking up. The tides are turning. The tides are turning. I still, to this day, no, don't believe that Biden got 81 million votes. I believe it was flipped. I believe Trump probably got closer to that. And I believe in the next election, 2024, Trump is. There's going to be a massive wave. They're they're not going to be able to. They're going to try to rig it, but there's going to be just a massive wave. Trump is going to win 80, 90, maybe even 100 million votes. I think it is going to be something astronomically crazy because people see it. People are waking up. People are seeing. I mean, look all over Twitter, the January 6th videos, people are like apologizing on Twitter. You even have some celebrities apologizing on Twitter saying that was not what I, what, what I thought it was. Look at Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan said, dude, I thought this was some giant insurrection, violence. Turns out nobody even died. No cops even died. Turns out that was a lie. They said these videos, he said these videos really shine to show you kind of that there was a narrative, right? And then you see the reality where the reality was you might have had a handful of people disrupting and causing, you know, some damage, but it was it was a peaceful protest, right? The cops yep, let them in. <clears throat> absolutely. Yeah. Here's something else to be on the lookout for. Trey just touched on it. There were celebrities apologizing and stuff like that is Donald Trump is releasing his second book. Now, mm-hmm. uh, don't get me wrong. It's not like he hasn't, uh, I, I would say probably 2029, we'll see like a a real like biography, you know, book that he'll release. But he's released just like uh, our, I believe it's our journey together. Uh, mm-hmm. He released last year. And then you can pre-order, I believe it is called Letters to the President. And it's 150 letters that he has received, I believe, uh, while he was president as well as uh, uh, previous to running to president and Oprah Winfrey, different people on there like that. And so it's just going to give you another little insight of like, oh, look, all these people that actually said all these kind things most likely voted for Trump. Yet on their social media, their their Mm. um, late night shows, they actually criticize Trump because that's their following. And you know, a lot of them voted for Trump. If they didn't vote for him in 2016, you know that a lot of them voted for him in 2020. 
Yeah. They yeah, may I get think... paid to get up there and spew oh, yeah. propaganda, but you know, when it comes to it, they know, they know their money, right? They know their money depends on, uh, well, depended on Trump being in office. You know, they're losing millions right now under Biden. Millions. Yeah, absolutely. I even think this is, I, I don't have anything to back this, but this is just fun. This conversation. Yeah. This is what we do is that Jimmy Kimmel. I think Jimmy Kimmel is actually a big Lindell supporter, but also than that is also a big believer in everything Mike Lindell is doing. Here he has had him on his show multiple times, mm-hmm. and he always makes fun of him and mocks him, yet he keeps bringing him back. You yeah. Know? And he's kind of playing, uh, I don't know if you'd say hard to get, but he's playing hardball and, you know, making fun of Mike, the whole thing. But I think he's actually, he's a lot more conservative than his uh, producers. Oh, yeah. All of them are. <laughs> they all are. They they really all are. They'll never admit it. Like I said, they get paid to push the propaganda, you know. Yeah, which is they just They have their so marching sad. orders. Yeah, it's so sad because you see it over and over. So uh, take a big company like Facebook. You have an amazing company. Mm-hmm. And if it wasn't for a free capitalistic country yeah you wouldn't have had the ability to create facebook no, you know not at all and so all these people know that it's what this country stands for and the roots of everything that was created mm-hmm. that has given them the opportunity has given them the privilege to uh to build all this wealth and so there's definitely something seated i i don't know if any of you guys listening have um listen to the Ed Milet show, an amazing, amazing entrepreneur, uh, fitness guru, personal growth guy, um, investor, business guy. And um, he was saying on one of his shows uh, quite a while back that his father is like left of Bernie Sanders, like way left. He's like, he's, he's way left. And the guy that he was interviewing said, well, I can't see where you would be the same as your father because uh, you've accumulated quite a bit of wealth yourself. And so somewhere in there, the pendulum must have swung. And Ed never said, hey, you know, yeah, I've swung all right now. Or, you know, I don't know where he is politically. But it was just an interesting thought of like, hey, here's your dad. I don't know if your dad was super wealthy, but he was extremely far left. But now you've built an amazing, incredible life in America Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure you've kind of swung back to the right, to the middle, yeah. because you actually see, hey, without everything they have given me, I wouldn't have been able to create this. Yeah. And most people are conservative, fiscally conservative. Most people are. Some people might truly be socially left, socially liberal, you know, transgender and all that nonsense. But most people are conservative. Once you start paying bills, most people with jobs are conservative. You know what I mean? Uh, once you get out on your own and you start paying bills, that's why who Rush Limbaugh or Reagan or someone, I can't remember who said it, but they said, oh, when you're young, you're, you know, you're a liberal. But once you start paying bills and you see your first check with the taxes coming out, you become conservative real quick, you know? So that's such a good point, Trey, because here here's one of the things in why why are these drag queens and all these shows mm-hmm. attacking kids? Why is critical race theory attacking her kids? Because here's you just made. Su- oh, mm-hmm. this is good. OK. Why are they trying to lower the voting age to 16? 
Yes, you made yeah. just a crucial point there is that if we can get our our kids screwed up at an mm-hmm. age of three year old, we can we can ingrain it in them from the age of three yeah. to eighteen. It's gonna be hard to break that by the time it's they're eighteen. Be hard. Yeah. Oh, that's fire. That's, what the that's all good right indoctrination. There. Yep. Yeah, that's what it's all about. CRT and all this indoctrination going up. That's what we're fighting against. We're fighting indoctrination. We're fighting them. Uh, grooming our children, not just sexually, but mentally grooming them to be slaves to the system, right? To be slaves to the government, right? We are marching, slow walking to communism, socialism, whatever you want to call it, globalization, right? One, one world order, new world order, whatever it is, we are slow walking there. And they're in the battle is we think the battles with us, but the battles for our kids, we don't stop it now it's 10 years from now this country's this will not be a country anymore you have to you have to uh fight for your kids so much because yeah. that's what preserves them the next generation mm-hmm. that's what stands and then teach them the ways you know and here's another part of that is history you have to read history you have to see what's going mm-hmm. on i okay i have a confession is that i just found out last week that in Ronald Reagan's second election, he won every single electoral college but one, the yep. state of, I believe it was Minnesota. And that was because that was the state of his opponent and of his hometown. But this is this is not that long ago. This is in the 80s. And yeah. we had a president that won mm-hmm. 49 states. Yeah. 49 states were all red. Yeah. And I bet you anything, if 2020 was legit, that's what it would have looked like. Would have been very similar. And that's yeah. what it was trim, uh, trending towards until all the voting stopped. Yep, exactly. And so they have to throw in these things like there. there's just so, so much. There is so much good and so many in the political sphere. There's so much good uh, conservatism. You know, there's a, there's a lot of conservative whack jobs out there. Don't get mm-hmm. me wrong. Um, there's evil in both and, uh, but there's there, the country itself swings more conservative and they know that. And here's the other thing is that a lot of people still don't vote. Okay. So in a a country of three, 300 million people, our last election, if it was legit, you're at 81 million to 72 million or whatever they said. 76, 76 million. So we're just over half of the population, okay? And then under that, your population, you know, we probably have another, we probably have another 60 million that are eligible and and citizens that could vote, you know, maybe another 50 million. So there's there's easy, I would say another 50 million that aren't voting and probably, probably conservatives, this is speculation, but probably conservatives. I know there's a lot in Canada, a lot of Mennonites, Amish that stay out of politics and say, hey, no, that's just not what we do. We don't, we don't, uh, we don't get in politics, all of that. And we have so many of those communities here in the States, you know, like, well, think about this in 2020, I just looked it up. 68% of women who can vote in the country voted. So out of all the women that can vote in our country, only 68% voted. For the men, out of all the men in the country that can vote, only 65% of eligible voters voted. 
Wow. So we still have what thirty five. So you're sixty women and men that can vote that are not 60%, voting. Sixty percent. You're sixty. Uh, you're thirty five. You're just over sixty five percent of the mm-hmm. population that, that can, can vote. vote voting. That didn't. Yeah. Men and, and men and women. That's combined. why I think it's going to be a landslide. I think it's next. I think people, people that don't vote, never voted, would never vote, are going to get out, and I think they're going to vote. I think they're seeing what's going on. It hasn't been like this in a long time, you know, and it's getting worse. And by the time we get there, it's going to be so much worse. I believe. I really do. I believe we're going to see just massive, uncheatable, mm-hmm. uncheatable. You know, it's about time. It, it's, it's about time and and 2020 like you're saying um you know one day we're gonna have the truth on what that actual landslide was but um our next best best hope is 2024 yep to see that but that's that's good okay so that's actually uh really encouraging you touched on just cnn saying hey um what are you guys doing so they're waking up too they know their Mm -hmm. ratings have dropped because uh the people see them as fake propaganda but also for them to say, hey, that's that's not true. Uh, Tucker Carlson good. had like one point or point six. Well, that was one point six. Well, the next night it was even higher. It was almost two million viewers the next night. CNN during the same time slot had like five hundred thousand or it was it was less than five. It was like four eighty thousand, four hundred eighty thousand, something like that considerably considerably different yeah yeah no they they know what the people, people are waking up yeah. yep exactly what the people want to hear what the people want to see so trey and i are so much about educating you guys but more importantly about getting out and making a difference and so just with all this finding out that hey 65 percent mm-hmm. of the population that can vote this is 65 percent of the population that can vote um isn't voting and so get out and register you know there's a lot of people that have moved if you have moved recently you need to re-register you need to re-register in your county so go and get registered don't wait till the last minute because there always is a cutoff day just get it done and then when the election comes uh you're set you're ready to rock and roll and then here's the other thing as you know, we'll we'll get more into this as elections are coming and um, on ways to vote, how to vote. But just saying now, as some places are, I'm believing, are going to roll back to paper ballots, you just want to be aware, hey, where where is my ballot going to be more effective? Now, in normal, everything on electronic is really good. It's been better than paper. You know, it's like you lose a paper, you put a little sticky paper on your on your computer and you lose it or whatever it is, you know, creating these, creating these note boards um, uh, in your computer system is very good. And so when they did that with the election system, great idea, but they forgot the little tidbit that, Hey, it can be hacked. Mm -hmm. And so if there's opportunities for paper ballots, just be aware, you know, I think that's something we learned in 2020 and uh, you touched on it last, last week, Trey is, one, be aware when you're out voting, you know, look around, you know, what the heck's going on, you know, turn your phone on. Maybe you need to go in and turn your phone on and stuff it in your pocket and be recording because you might yeah. have a, you might have an oddball question and then it comes up later. Yeah. And the second thing is volunteer to help, you know, 
if you're concerned about election integrity, volunteer to help, you know, volunteer to be there that to check IDs on people, make sure people aren't false falsifying stuff, make sure everyone is legit, make sure you don't have uh, 15 year olds coming in with a beard saying that they want to vote. Trey, could you, <laughs> here's a little, here's, you guys, uh, here's a little thing about Trey. Trey has a massive, a massive, he has the most manliest beard ever. And Trey, could you grow that beard when you were like 14? <laughs> no. Oh, he couldn't. So here's the thing. If you're a 14 year old and you can grow a beard and you try to go and vote, there needs to be people that are checking this stuff. Yeah. You know? So there's so much that you can do to be involved. There's so much mm -hmm. that you can do to help. And I was actually amazed that when I went to vote in, 20, in this last uh, midterm election, a lot of the people that were serving uh, were my parents' age. And wow. it just made me think of, hey, did it, is this just my location or did it skip a generation? And, and, um, the younger generation isn't serving in here because it's not cool or, hey, we don't do that. You know, did it skip a generation or was it just my, was it just my, um, uh, my polling location? Yeah. Right. So a little, uh, tidbit of news, but, and that's what we should be volunteer even you can even volunteer with campaigns and just be poll watchers we oh, just yeah. stand outside hold signs talk to people as they come in you know a lot of ways sign up for uh candidates to be block walkers go knock on 100 doors right tell people about who you're voting for um just get involved show up to school board meetings show up to city hall meetings right show up a lot of a lot of towns have subcommittees, right? And they, they have hearings, show up to the hearings, right? Show up to every single public hearing, you know, that you can show up to show up to your kids, be involved in your kid's school, right? Know their teachers, know what they're teaching, right? Show up to the games, show up to the events, right? Volunteer at your kid's school. It doesn't matter. Middle school, high school, elementary, all volunteer. Get involved in school, right? How can you help, right? Um, a lot of ways that you just, you have, there's so many ways that you can get involved. Every single person has to get involved in some capacity. It's it's the only way. Absolutely. Right? And that's what they're afraid of because when, mm -hmm. the, when, when the masses are awake and mobilized, uh, you, you just can't stop it. You know, a freight train, mm -hmm. when a freight train is rolling full steam, it's, uh, it'll blow through anything. Oh, yeah. But. Hey, everyone, that wraps up conversation uh, coming up next after this short break. As always promised, um, we're going to dive into education and we're going to be hitting just, uh, just a brief overview on how the laws in our government are made. And welcome back. Here we are. Okay, so U.S. government, how the laws are made in this country. So the U.S. government has a number of laws that help to keep order and protect the people of the country. Each new law must be agreed upon by both the House of Congress and the President. 
every law goes through a specific process before it is officially a new law of the country. So coming up with an idea, every law starts out like any idea. These ideas come from many different places, including special interest groups, which we touched on briefly two weeks, uh, two episodes ago, the president, members of Congress, and the regular citizens. Uh, next, writing the bill. So the next step is that the idea must be written down and explained. The first draft of the idea is called a bill. The bill then needs a member of Congress to sponsor the bill. The sponsor is someone who believes strongly in the bill and wants to see it turned into a law. The sponsor can either be a senator or a member of the House of Representatives. The sponsor then introduces the introduces the bill either to the House or the Senate. Once the bill has been introduced, it's assigned a number and officially recorded as a bill. Now, as the committee, there's the committee. After being introduced, the bill is sent to a committee. Committees are smaller groups of Congress that are experts in certain areas. For example, if the bill has to do with the classroom size in public schools, then it would be sent to the Committee of Education. The committee discusses the details of the bill. They bring in experts from the outside, from outside of Congress to give testimony and debate the pros and cons of the bill. Before passing the bill, the committee may decide to make changes. If the committee finally agrees to pass the bill, then it will move on to the main chamber of the House or the Senate for approval. Take the next one. Yeah, if the bill began in the House, it will first go to the House for approval. The representatives will discuss and debate the bill. Then the members of the House will vote on the bill. If the bill passes, then it will be sent to the Senate. The Senate will then go through the same process. It will discuss and debate the bill and then take a vote. If the bill passes through the Senate, it will then be sent to the President. The final step in becoming a in a bill becoming a law is the president's signature. Once the president signs the bill, then it officially becomes a law. The president can decide to not sign the bill. This is called a veto. The Senate and House can choose to override the president's veto by taking another vote. In order to override the veto, however, the bill must now both pass the Senate and the House by a two-thirds majority. The president has 10 days to sign a bill into law. If he doesn't sign it within 10 days, then one of two things can happen. One, if Congress is in session, it will become a law. Two, if Congress is not in session, it will be considered vetoed. This is called a pocket uh, veto. Um, so here's some interesting facts on how laws are made. Large and important bills often have many sponsors called co-sponsors. Um, congressional committees often reject bills by simply not acting on them. Around 90% of bills uh, die in committee. Only 5% of bills introduced in Congress eventually become law, so that's actually good that most of these crazy ideas floating around there are, are not actually you know, becoming law. Um, in order to, pre uh, to prevent a vote on a bill, sometimes a senator will extend the debate by giving a really long speech. This kind of speech is called a filibuster. There's been a lot of famous filibusters um, in our history, and that's just a way to delay the vote, whether they're trying to delay it to get so they're out of Congress, right, or they're just trying to wear people down so people will go home and there's not enough to pass. So there's a lot of – it's just a tactic they use um, to – to stop bad bills from 
going through. Um, but it's important to know how laws are made. So that's why we went over it. It's important to know how laws are made because whenever you see a lot of stuff, you see a lot of fake news on TV, you read a lot of fake news, and knowing how a law is made is one, uh, how a bill becomes a law is one way to circumvent around the fake news and be able to tell what's real, not what's not real. I've read several articles where the left has used bills that would never have a chance of even becoming law, but they used it to attack conservatives, right? To create a narrative, right? Bill, um, bills that are still in, you know, uh, editing mode, right? It's, uh, but the way they describe it is this is law. They're coming after this, blah, 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 whatever. They're creating a narrative. So whenever you know how, how a bill actually becomes a law, it's easy to see through all the noise right and actually see the signal right and actually see what's going on see what you see past the fake narrative and you see okay here's the facts that bill's not even it's not even a law not even a bill there's one person signed on to it one person said it they actually haven't even acted on it in five years it's dead and you know it's dead it died in the committee right so that's important it's it's very important to know this stuff right um and it's also important to know that as a citizen you have every right to go and petition and sponsor and fight for a bill that you want in, right, to become law or fight against a bill you don't want, you know. Um, so this is all very important stuff. So we're going to wrap it up there. Thank you guys for another great episode. Um, normally, like we say, every Tuesday, every Thursday, 10 p.m. Central Standard Time. Uh, thanks for joining. I've been Trey. He's been Joe. And until next time. We've been censored news.